Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I am, of course, sponsored by DailyRoto.com and RotoExperts.com, here to do our weekly roster management show on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. This is where we run through the waiver wire and we take a look at streaming options at quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Of course, this is week 14, so we are starting the fantasy football playoffs, starting the championship rounds of the FFPC main event uh, of the NFC uh, primetime league. So this is a this is a big week in fantasy football. Uh, a lot of formats probably have waiver wires locked by now, but this is uh, this is really a great time because as we see every single year in week 14, 15, 16, there are just going to be running backs coming from uh, everywhere, right? Tons of guys are getting injured. Uh, just this last week, we had Dalvin Cook and Kalen Balaj get injured. Marlon Mack is currently out injured. Uh, Damian Williams is injured. Daryl Williams got injured. So just just running back injuries late in the season, the, the, the frequency of them really starts to pick up. So before we even begin, I would like to remind you guys just to be really grinding your waiver wire pretty hard for running backs. So starting with our potential difference makers, we have two. Of course, we have Patrick Laird. Uh, our Laird has risen. Kalen Balaj left Miami's game on Sunday with a leg injury. He actually had to be carted off. Laird led the team in snaps out of the running back position and was third on the team in targets, getting 11% of the Miami Dolphins targets overall. He scored a touchdown and also a two-point conversion. The Miami Herald expects that Laird is going to be named the team starting running back in week 14 when uh, the Dolphins play against the Jets. Laird is a very good pass catcher, actually caught 42 straight targets once at Cal, and that was how that was mostly how he has been used early on this year for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he, was, he was special teams only at first, and then he moved heavily into a passing down role, and now he's likely going to be splitting time with Miles Gaskin in the Dolphins' backfield. The other potential difference maker this week is Darwin Thompson. We knew that this was going to happen eventually at some point this year. Damian Williams is injured again. 
again with a rib injury. LaShawn McCoy has been inactive for load management, and even with an in-game injury to Daryl Williams last week, it was actually Darwin who got more touches than LaShawn McCoy. Andy Reid said McCoy isn't getting any younger, and I know I need to manage him. So we have both of the Williamses, uh, Damian and Daryl. They're probably not going to play this week against the New England Patriots, so we're going to have Darwin, we're going to have LaShawn McCoy, and then practice squatter Elijah McGuire. Maybe one of the Williams guys comes back if they do. Darwin is not going to be nearly as hot of a pickup, not going to be as good of a start in Week 14. But if this backfield is made up out of McGuire, Thompson, and McCoy, I actually think that we can reasonably expect Darwin to get a lot of those high-value touches. Uh, McCoy's fumbling problems have been horrible this year. Uh, maybe they would u- they would probably use McCoy at the goal line over Darwin, but I would think that Darwin would get a lot of the passing down work, a lot of the work in between the 20s. So he is a key add this week. Moving on to borderline starters, if Matt Breida was dropped in your league or if Raheem Mostert is still out there after his huge game against Baltimore. I think both of these guys have flex value down the rest of the season. The 49ers have a pretty easy playoff schedule. Uh, in They play New Orleans this week, so that's not easy. But in week 15, they play the Atlanta Falcons. In week 16, they play the Los Angeles Rams. We would expect they would be big favorites in both of those games. They also due to the Seattle Seahawks continuing to win, they are going to have to be playing full-on onslaught all the way until Week 17. So we definitely like both Mostert and Breida. Breida probably not out there in your league, even though he's been injured for three weeks. Mostert probably is out there in your league. We do think that he is a, a pretty strong add. Um, Tyler Higby, huge game, seven receptions, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Now, This performance is probably not super repeatable because Brandon Cooks was barely involved in this game, Cooper Cup did not have a big volume in this game, and Gerald Everett was out. Now, if Gerald Everett remains out for the rest of the season for the next few weeks, Higby is going to be like pretty much an every-down player for the Los Angeles Rams, but we also know that Jared Goff really struggles based on the strength of the matchup. He has very big home and away splits, so... Higby is, yes, he is an ad because any difference making tight end right now is is just an ad. that. That's just the way things go. Guys who are at tight end who can make any kind of difference are, are definitely worth a waiver wire ad. But is Higby going to rank as a top 12 tight end week in and week out for the rest of the season? I'm not quite as confident about that. Uh, next, we have Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Uh, a week after Jonathan Williams had you know, the best game of his career, just absolutely smashed against the Houston Texans. Now, uh, he was benched for Jordan Wilkins and for Naheem Hines. Hines, definitely going to be owned in your league, uh, especially if you're listening to this and you play in a competitive league. He's not out there. But Wilkins might be out there. Wilkins led the team in carries. He uh, got a couple looks near the goal line, though Hines eventually scored the goal line touchdown, and Wilkins was also reasonably involved in the passing game as well uh, due to the fact that the Colts were just down by so many points in this game against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Wilkins played 32 snaps, Hines played uh, 31, and we definitely think that, uh, I mean, Wilkins, if he's out there, certainly would it, he was the guy who was playing more when Mac was injured last year, right? And and so I definitely think that he is like he's a guy I would maybe consider starting in week 14, you know, depending on how thin I was at the running back position. 
Moving on to wide receiver, Anthony Miller now is basically, he's getting like a 24% market share of the Bears targets. He's he's playing like a combination of slot wide receiver and of tight end, playing ahead of Javon Wims. Um, uh, Taylor Gabriel has been out with an injury, so that just increased Anthony Miller's usage even more, got 13 targets on Thanksgiving. Uh, he's he's going to be a clear start against Dallas at Green Bay and home to Kansas City, and that gets you all the way through the fantasy football playoffs. So Miller huge ad uh just like I think he will probably rank as like a top 30 wide receiver for the rest of the way so we very rarely find these late season wide receiver ads it's more like that we it's more likely that we get late season running back ads but Miller is definitely definitely one of those guys Mike Gesicki Every week, I put Mike Gesicki in the waiver wire column, and he just doesn't get over 50% on regardless of how many targets he gets. He's now scored touchdowns in back-to-back games, had at least six targets in each of Miami's last five games. He is the second receiver in this offense. Uh, expect him to be a top 12 tight end the rest of the way. Really, really like Mike Gesicki for the rest of the season. James Washington, two games with Duck Hodges, two long touchdowns for him. Uh, the the touchdown against the Browns this last week was very impressive. It was a it was a very good touchdown, the kind of touchdown that you see, you know, uh, a real elite NFL wide receivers make, where the quarterback trusts the wide receiver to get it in between two defenders, and that's exactly what Washington did. Very good body control, you know, getting down on the ground, uh, putting his body between himself and the defender, so only he can get it. I think that I think it was a it was a a very great play that was indicative of the style of player that Washington was at Oklahoma State. So Washington, if he's out there in your league, uh, I I almost put him in the Darwin Thompson, Patrick Laird category. Just concerns about the the pass to run ratio of the Steelers offense kept him from going there. Uh, kind of in the deeper end, Russell Gage and Christian Blake with Austin Hooper banged up. Julio Jones banged up. These guys, uh, Russell Gage and Christian Blake, they took over a more prominent role in the offense on Thanksgiving. However, Austin Hooper is likely going to return to practice this week, as is Julio Jones. So at best, these guys are going to be like fourth and fifth in the pecking order for the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, even though they do throw a ton, uh, really for these guys to be someone you'd want to start, Julio or Hooper would have to continue to miss time. I, I think I would prefer Gage to Blake, obviously, but Blake is going to be the one who you are going to be able to get for absolute free, and he is actually the like-for-like replacement for um, for Julio Jones. So that that is for for whatever that is worth. Neither of these guys profile as like long-term fantasy assets, so definitely keep that in mind. Some of our deep league targets: the Colts wide receiver situation. T.Y. Hilton still is not returned. Eric Ebron is on the injured reserve, and uh, now Chester Rogers is out for the rest of the season with a leg injury. So we have Marcus Johnson, who is an undrafted free agent out of the University of Texas at Austin, and Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is, of course, the guy who we would think if he was able to return healthy to the Colts lineup, he would actually have uh, like like some kind of meaningful role. Like we would expect him to be able to get some targets in this offense, and uh, I, so he would be worth you know like a one two percent bid or something like that if you if you're really looking for wide receiver help. And then we have Ian Thomas. He's just going to be the like for like replacement for one week. For Greg Olson, they play actually. They actually play against Atlanta this week. He, Ian Thomas might end up being one of my tight end streamers in my Wednesday column on RotoExperts.com. But Thomas was a one for one replacement for Greg Olson last year when he was hurt as a rookie, and uh, we definitely think that he can repeat that performance. 
So after looking at the waiver wire, of course, now we need to head over to our streaming quarterback section. And, you know, one thing that is very difficult about streaming later on in the year is there are definitely going to be teams in your league that are out of it. They're in the consolation bracket. The guys aren't checking the app anymore. And they have two quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, that sucks, obviously. But we are definitely going to uh, work our way around that. And this is a good week for streaming quarterbacks anyways. Ryan Tannehill is 39% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He's playing at Oakland. He's had uh, very unsustainable production in terms of doing it on low volume. But I would expect that his volume against Oakland this week should improve a little bit. He also, you know, has been able to add a little bit of rushing. So Ryan Tannehill, 39%. He is a, a solid add. Jacoby Brissett, 38%. Also think that he is a pretty strong add. Uh, you know, we've seen how bad this Tampa Bay secondary has been all year. Basically, the first quarterback to uh, to look bad against them was, of course, Nick Foles. And, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett, a little bit better than Nick Foles. Daniel Jones at 26%. Uh, I'm not going to be officially recommending him as a streamer this week, but I think that it's someone you could use. I would rather use the... Uh, well, I don't think he's very good, but Kyle Allen, 19% owned, playing at Atlanta in the Dome. Um, that is going to be our third streamer this week. Do I think Kyle Allen's good? No, I don't. Do I think that he is going to be able to put up some statistics against the Atlanta Falcons? Yes, I do. I think that they're likely to be in a hole in this game, very similar to what happened against Washington. He is just going to get to throw and throw and throw. He gets to play with some of the best pass catchers and the best running back in the NFL, so that uh, that definitely benefits him. Uh, you know, just that, that benefits him a lot. Okay, moving to the tight end position. Noah Fant remains 33% owned. He had uh, a pretty bad game last week, but his target volume remains pretty steady. You guys know that, though. I've, I've literally talked about Noah Fant, I think, every week on this podcast uh, since Emmanuel Sanders got traded. Mike Gesicki, though, 19% owned. He is our top tight end streamer of the week. He is 19% owned, and uh, he should probably be 100% owned. I, I can't imagine a fantasy football league where he is not owned, where like where um where he shouldn't be owned, right? Like where he probably would not make a starting lineup. So uh, we have even more guys, though. Tyler Higby playing at home to Seattle. He is 11% owned. If Gerald Everett is out, and we're probably not going to know, but if Gerald Everett is out, Higby is going to rank as a top 10 tight end. think he is, of course, the number one streaming option of the week if and when we find out Gerald Everett's status. Uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you can also go with someone like Jonu Smith. Smith's target volume has really fallen the last few weeks, but he remains you know, pretty much an every-down player, and as we said, uh, you know, we do kind of expect the Tennessee offense to regress a little bit and be forced to actually run more plays. Moving to the kicker position, there are some guys here in really good matchups, but they are outdoors. So examples of that would be um, someone like Mason Crosby outdoors against Washington, Jake Elliott outdoors against the Giants. If Zane Gonzalez or Young Ho Koo, if either of those guys, they are 52% and 50% owned, but Zane home to the Steelers, Koo home to the Panthers. Both of these guys, uh, you know, those are the two best kicking streamers of the week. Austin Seibert home to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been a very common th trend in our, uh, you know, as we've talked about kicker streamers, um, 
So I think he would be another strong one. Uh, if Nick Folk got dropped in your league, he would be kind of an interesting add. Uh, but uh, they, it seems like, as far as kickers goes, it's really just going to be you're, we're going to have to we're going to have to take some guys who are playing outside. You know, uh, Jake Elliott. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take all this back. Dan Bailey, home to the Detroit Lions, he's actually the number one kicker streamer who's under 50% owned. Then we have Koo, who's exactly 50% owned. He would be the top ad if he's available in your league, and then Zane Gonzalez, who's 52% owned, then Jake Elliott, then Austin Seibert. So that is uh, the kicking streaming for the week. Then moving to defenses, again, we have uh, some interesting ones. We have the Los Angeles Chargers at Jacksonville. They are exactly 50% owned. The Green Bay Packers home to Washington. They would be uh, my choice if I was uh, you know, out there looking at leagues. In fact, uh, as I'm doing this podcast right now, I'm going to put some claims in on the Green Bay Packers home to Washington. Uh, I think the Houston Texans home to the Denver Broncos. They are 27% owned in Yahoo leagues. They are pretty strong. I know Drew Locke looked pretty good against the Chargers, but don't necessarily know if that is going to hold week over week. Uh, so that is uh, some. Those are the kind of top streamers. Then if you're if you are scraping the bottom of the barrel, you are in one of these you know very competitive leagues where uh, you know just kind of there maybe people have two defenses owned or whatever. I think the desperation defenses would be the Atlanta Falcons home to the Carolina Panthers and then the 2% owned Tampa Bay Buccaneers home to the Indianapolis Colts. And that is going to do it here uh, for our weekly management podcast where we go through the waiver wire, we run through the uh, streaming situation for the week and uh, get ready for the fantasy football playoffs. Good luck, everybody. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.